Hello, my furious Parmesans. This is your hard cheese host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his bad, bad Gouda cast, Beware the Hairy Mango. In case you're wondering, no, we did not obliterate a few shows. This is the regular June 15th show happening in real time. I know you got out of that sort of thinking over the last 45 days, but don't worry. It'll get funky again as I stick in the remaining May episodes after this one, and I hope to hell before June 30th. Today's story is all about using your unusual physical attributes to your advantage. If you use what's between your legs to kick ass at the family reunion picnic games, you'll clean up at the ball sack race. I mean the three-legged race. The three-legged race. Three-legged race by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Mutation is awesome if you're a comic book hero. For the rest of us, it's less so. So we take pains to avoid radiation, unnecessary chemicals, extremes of heat, and so on. But this leaves us wide open to the lesser-known mutagens, such as excessive motor scooting and dreaming of oysters. The one thing no one ever told Peg, mostly because they didn't know it. Wait a minute, that sentence was supposed to have an ending. The one thing no one ever told Peg, mostly because they didn't know it, was that a strict diet of Hot Pockets would cause mutation. All this time she'd been planning on mere cardiac arrest. That's not to say her heart didn't skip a beat when she discovered a third leg growing out of her body. It didn't take her friends long to start calling it her peg leg, which didn't make complete sense, really, as her other legs could have been called that all along, but you couldn't explain that to them over the howls of laughter. Maybe she needed to find new friends. She went to the Hot Pocket Addiction Forums and proposed a meetup. She couldn't say she was terribly surprised to find lots of other three-legged people there. This was more like it. She'd found her tribe. They not only loved Hot Pockets, they shared her much lower center of gravity. There was no doubt there'd be some hookups that night, and six legs would be fighting for the sheets the next morning, or nine legs in in the case of the more adventurous types. As soon as the three-legged adults began making three-legged babies, it was apparent that a new breed of human was walking the earth and walking at 50% more. Hardware stores sold out of pitchforks and torches as two-legged losers tried to put a stop to being different. But it turned out that even though Peg and her friends weren't the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, they were superior to their forebears in a multitude of ways. They could run faster and they could stand firmly on two legs while kicking ass with the third. They could put their three feet together and make accurate measurements without a yardstick. Best of all, they had corporate backing. First off, they were the best customers that Hot Pockets ever had, but shoe and pants makers loved them too because they made more money off of them than any of their two-legged cheapos. The two-leggers were frantic. They knew it was only a matter of time before they'd be obsolete. Some of them ate Hot Pockets to get on the winning side, but some wanted more and began experimenting by eating cold pockets, and some ate their own pants pockets. They ate nearly any damn thing they could come up with and experienced a wide range of results, though a large percentage of those results were weight gain and its accompanying health issues. But it was the people who snorted powdered eggs who experienced the most startling transformation. They had the ability to make two and three the same number, and suddenly everybody relaxed and realized they were all the same after all. Except for their gender, ethnicity, religion, sexual preference, socioeconomic status, hair color, fashion sense, and intellectual ability. On about 700,000 other things. So everyone lived happily ever after, at least until the powdered egg people died of causes related to high sinus cholesterol. <laughs> If this story gave you a leg up, you can throw it and other limbs over the side of the website of the pants too tight, BewareTheHairyMango.com. No mail today, and for once I'm okay with that. But next time, jiggle temptingly in the comments for this post, or pony mail me, and we'll express ourselves across the country at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or write into Shetland Sunset, I hope without crushing our mounts, at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we're getting too big for our britches, the SF and SF signal stands for swelling flies, although I don't know if that means we should throw out the garbage and cow pies that are strewn all over the SFSignal.com office 
promises or the guys there are just happy to see me. I guess the fact that I don't know which one of these things is true just helps the prosecution's case for my delusion. Tweet your spreadsheet that something about twitter.com slash upwithgravity just doesn't add up. You won't find the answer in the back of the book and no algorithm can contain it. Probably because it's not numbers. Enjoy the occasional weird thing over at bewarethehairymango.tumblr.com. The more you look, the more weird stuff you get. Up to a point, of course. I can't be expected to have an infinite amount of weird things there. You're being unreasonable. Oh, that's this show's reason for being. If you're missing the swell quantities of Mucho Mango Mayo, and you shouldn't be because they're still going on around this episode, subscribe through the Get the Mango button on the homepage and enjoy the three dozen elitist mango episodes, not to mention the two a month you'll get till the end of the year. It's like drinking from a fire hose that sprays mangoes instead of water. It's terribly bad at putting out fires. This podcast flows roughly up an inclined plane in the hope of gaining leverage against its luckless enemies who broke a wheel and axle on the way to a simple sex machine party where the kinksters only give wedgies and you might try all night to get screwed but the best you can manage is a pulley from a rubber-gloved Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License. First try, motherfucker. Until the cows come home and ruin our rockin' barn party, this will chase the tale of Matthew Sanborn Smith and tell you, put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. There's no reason a bank robbery can't be a good time. Good night. <laughs>